Maureen Mayer on this Monday afternoon. And since it's Monday, you know it. Uh, there is a bit of trash talk on this Monday afternoon. And uh, this week on Trash Talk, Marcy Trent Long speaks with Lawrence Liu from the Civic Exchange about the waste blueprint for Hong Kong 2035. Good news has arrived for all trash talkers. In early February, the Hong Kong government published the Waste Blueprint for Hong Kong 2035, advocating a vision of waste reduction, resources circulation, and zero landfill. Could it be true that our fair city has a vision for waste reduction over the next 15 years? Lawrence Liu of Civic Exchange is here to help us understand this waste blueprint. Not sure if all the listeners know about Civic Exchange. They're an independent Hong Kong public policy think tank established in 2000 that does a lot of really great research on how Hong Kong can become a more livable city. Welcome to the show, Lawrence. Thank you, Marcy. Yeah, this is our 21st brilliant year for Civic Exchange. That's oh, great. It's I read your stuff all the time. It's really yeah. helpful stuff. Thank and you so, so now this time you guys have come out with, I know, some comments on the waste blueprint, but maybe you could help us take a step back because this isn't the first waste blueprint, right? There was an earlier one in 2013. Yes. And what was the outcome of the targets under that blueprint? Okay, maybe let's get back to to the previous targets for the blueprint 2013 to 2022 first. So at that time, the government want to aim for 40% waste reduction and then boost up our recycling rate from around 40-something percent to 55 percent. And then according to the data at 2011, the average um, waste disposal per capita is around one pound. Two seven kilogram per person. Per so person. each person is tossing out one point two yeah. kg a day. A day. Okay. But unfortunately, uh, after the blueprint implement, like five years after our waste disposal, uh, a man reached the record one point five three kg per person per day. That means that um, the waste pooping not really well functioned and then locked on the right track. Right. It increased rather than decreased yes. somehow. Okay. And that was 2011. Yes. And now it's 1.5. Free. Got it. All right. So that wasn't so successful, was it? So Not really successful. <laughs> so how do you think they plan on reversing that in the blueprint uh, that they've put out for 2035? in uh, the medium term and the long term? Mm -hmm. So for the medium term, they still using the same target um, to reduce um, the per capita MSW disposal around 40 to 45%, mm. and then also boost the recycle rate to 55%. Okay, same goals. So. Uh, more or less same goal, yeah. And the question is, is the base the same? Are they doing that off of, you know, where we stand today or where we, we stand, stand a while today? Ago? Stand today. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> maybe we'll get back to 2011 um, if we're lucky. <laughs> That's uh, because we analyzed the reason why the first blueprint not success, maybe three key reasons. The first one is the China um, import ban. That's terrible and then make Hong Kong recycling industry 
almost shut down totally. And right. the second reason Be- because we used to send all our recycling to China. Yes, mostly. Yeah. Yes, and then the second reason is um, the delay infrastructure because Hong Kong government or at that time. Ten years ago, planned a lot of great infrastructure, but eventually all got delayed. And then the okay. final reason. And is, what would be examples of that delay? Like you mean O Park, the organic waste facility, things like that came online after we expected them. To. Yes, I and see. then also like the incinerator. Take the incinerator as a sample. At originally it should be before 2020, but now it's delayed to 2025. I see. Okay. Yeah, and then the final reason is um, the government cannot win the public trust. Hmm. Yeah, because last years we worked with Pori and conducted a public opinion survey, and then also holds a series of focus group discussion. Um, general public are quite keen to recycle. But they also noticed that if they dump the uh, recyclable material into the bin and then the cleaning lady just put everything into the same plastic bag and then send it to landfill. So it's quite frustrating for our populace. But I noticed that EPD um, already overtake um, the man- recycling bin management um, from the FEHD. So maybe it's a good okay. step to win back the populace. Support and oh, trust. that is good news. I didn't realize they did that. That's yeah. good. All right. So, is the F the F E H D food and <laughs> food and environment hygiene department. department. Okay. Yeah. So now EPD is running all those bins. Yes. And you think that when I put something in the bins, it's actually going to get recycled now? Um. Yes. Yeah. Because now they seems is like to really complete the whole supply chain yeah, from waste collection and then send it to the recycling plant or the, yeah. Okay, that's exciting. Yeah. So how much do you think in those three points that you just talked about, how important then is the municipal solid waste charging scheme, uh, getting that passed in LegCo to achieving some of these goals? My feeling is the new waste blueprint, one of the most important components is the municipal waste charging build, which is called MSW build. Um, because um, at this moment, it seems it's like lack of motivation for people to make the change. But if we implement the build, and then that means that there are price that when you dump in your ways to the landfill. But you can do another way because the EPD will provide sufficient recycling facility for you. And then if you follow the instruction, categorize um, your waste properly, and then it, it can help you um, save your money. That will become a really strong motivation for Hong Kong people to um, recycle their waste or like um, also by using the polluter pay principle also can motivate the industry thinking about the packaging and then also like uh, how to save the material when they desire a new product because the consumer will really use the market principle will see less those products with less packaging in the future. Yeah, and then we'll all be motivated for the people that aren't as much to recycle. Yes. Well, it's okay. It's only been 17 years, right? (laughs) 
since they first introduced it. There's yeah. no rush. Um, no, actually, it's quite urgent because we must pass the bill before the, this um, logical turn and in this year. Yeah. yeah, otherwise, the government probably need to spend four to five years to reintroduce such good bill to the LASCO. Mm-hmm. And then we also did a popular opinion survey these years, and then we will uh, announce it last m- month. But the preliminary results show that popular so really strong support in this particular bill. Mm-hmm. All right, cross fingers, and let's keep an eye on that and promote it. One question that I have, you know, a big issue with recycling here and also mm-hmm. Um, everywhere in the world is just contamination and organic waste. And I know we've got Opark 1, I believe they're building Opark 2, right, which are these organic waste recovery facilities. What does the blueprint say about organic waste? Okay, the government mentioned that they will roll out a second phase of pilot scheme on the food waste collection in this year's on a really large scale, include collection of domestic food waste progress and then also achieve target of collecting 250 tons of food waste per day by 2022. Okay. Yeah, but I think I think that the government should rank up much rapidly because if we really can implement the MSW build, this will create a strong motivation for the restaurant owner or even the public to try to recycle their organic waste rather than dump into the landfill. Because we noticed that our waste sector in Hong Kong greenhouse gas infantry is the only sector going up after 2013. Mm. It means that this also reducing um, the government investment on other climate mitigation approach. I see. So you're saying by the fact that we're not composting more, right, that we're just dumping the organic waste into the trash. Yeah. It's got greenhouse effects. Yes. Okay. And then we, we will be with us for less 30 years. Okay. Well, hopefully under the blueprint, the waste charging scheme, everything somehow will have some kind of separation of the organic waste, mm-hmm. right? Definitely is important because the biogas generated by the organic waste is quite a serious issue for the worldwide emission. Yeah. All right, great. Well, Lawrence, thanks so much for coming in and talking about it. And Trash Talk listeners really encourage you to go to the Civic Exchange website where um, they've got their comments on the waste blueprint. They also have probably a link, I think, to the MSW charging screen petition paper. Um, this one, Support Hong Kong, is working on that. Okay. Yeah. So right. you can go to Support Hong Kong website and then to sign the petition. Great. Yeah, because we want to establish more collaboration between different organizations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's one of the key missions of civil exchange. Nice. All right. Thank you so much You're for welcome. coming in. That was really clear. Thank you so much. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK On The Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. 
Many thanks once again to Marcy Trent Long for this week's Trash Talk. What a wonderful feature. And Marcy was speaking to Lawrence Liu from the Civic Exchange, which is a think tank, and they were chatting about the waste blueprint for Hong Kong 2035.